The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. I'm very excited today because I'm interviewing one of my favorite all-time authors and people who's acclaimed and amazing. His name is Michael Gelb, and he's the author of The Art of Connection. Michael has pioneered the fields of creative thinking, accelerated learning, and innovative leadership for many, many years. He leads seminars for organizations such as DuPont, Merck, Microsoft, Nike, Raytheon, and University of Virginia's Darden School of Business. He's the co-author of Brain Power, and he's the author of the best-selling book, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci and other several, many other bestsellers, which line my bookshelf. And his website is michaelgelb.com. Welcome, Michael. Always great to be with you. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. So your newest book is The Art of Connection. First of all, you've written so many books, and I think I have them all, at, at least eight or nine. They're all on my shelf. What makes this book a little different, or does it have threads of all the other books? Well, this book is a logical extension of the other books, because most of the other books focus on how people can be more creative. You know, if you want to be creative, then learn from Leonardo da Vinci. So that's why I wrote How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, if you want to be innovative, learn from Thomas Edison. So that's why I wrote Innovate Like Edison. Mm-hmm. And as you know, you know, much of my work involves helping companies become more creative and become more Innovative, And I use Leonardo and I use Edison as exemplars of those very important skills. Mm-hmm. But I also, I don't just give lectures and drive away or fly away. I really try to help companies and other organizations, nonprofits as well, become more collaborative, become more effective, really develop a culture that supports creativity and innovation. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that you want to do, well, relationships are really important. So this is the book uh, of everything I've learned about that. And let me say something about that, too, because it seems so today, personal energy, one-to-one relationships, customer service, really caring about your client. It's like the new currency. I mean, this is what people are talking about in successful business relationships, networking, getting to know the person. What's changed, Michael? Why is that so important today more than ever? Well, that's the thing. This has always been really important. And when, you know, when I started doing seminars way back in the late 70s and early 80s, my, my clients always had these big corporate surveys, and they would always say that you know, the number one challenge for their company was communication. Well, that was before everybody was constantly on their devices and just electronically hijacked. You know, people's brains are hijacked today 
Uh, so it's harder to get their attention. Uh, it's, uh, it's harder to make a real connection with people. But connection is what makes the world go round. And it is the greatest predictor of health, of yeah. longevity, of happiness. And I think it's the key to, to real leadership. So, yeah, it's just more important than ever because of the way in which the electronic media have hijacked mm-hmm. people's attention. Mm. So where's the balance? What, what do you say to people? You know, and it is very technologically driven. I mean, I find now that people are writing to me and they don't even talk to me. They send me a calendar and I have to pick the time and date. And if I want to reschedule, I have to go back, Michael, into it and reschedule. I mean, it's like I still haven't talked to the person yet. <laughs> I'll have my robot call your robot. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, the thing is, I mean, there's lots of convenience and lots of uh, amazing elements to this. Uh, obviously, that we want to be able to take advantage of and, and celebrate. I certainly do. Uh, it's just, you know, when children are growing up, learning their conversation skills from Siri and Alexa. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> there's a problem. That's part of why I have to write this book. Yeah, <laughs> there's a problem. I have to just I have to share this story with you because um, I think, and I'd love you to comment on it. This was a movie with Robert De Niro and I forgot her name, but anyway, it was um, it was called The Intern. And Robert De Niro was retired, and he was going to work in this 20-something company, and Anne Hathaway. And so she would ride in, in the company, which was like a long, uh, a long factory. She would just ride her bike to save time from walking from one side to the other. But here's the story that I think is important. So in the movie, this young man comes up to, to De Niro because he's become now a mentor. At first they laughed at him. Now they love him, and he's a mentor. So the guy says, I'm very upset. He said, so De Niro says, why are you upset? He says, my girlfriend broke up with me because I was flirting with her girlfriend and he said well he said how did you handle it he said I texted her and De Niro (laughs) said texted her he says yes but I followed it right up with an email he said, you email her? (laughs) you have to talk to her that's perfect I mean unbelievable well, it's funny you say that because I was I was leading a program you know Eileen Fisher the wonderful clothing clothing designer Uh, well she and I were doing a live stream together and we had a live audience, and this woman was talking about uh, how she had hurt, she felt that she had hurt a friend of hers, uh, and she wanted to apologize. And she was also sharing that part of why she felt she hurt her friend was that she had some unresolved issues with her friend that she hadn't communicated, and instead of Mm -hmm. dealing with them, she had just acted out and done something hurtful, and she wanted to make it right. Uh, so I said to her, by what means are you planning to, to, to have this interaction? She said, oh, yeah, I'm going to text her. I said, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, God. So, so, yeah, the book is predicated on the idea, uh, uh, tested in experience and research validated, as well as just obvious common sense, anybody who reflects on it for two seconds, is that face-to-face, eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul, real human communication is, and it's not just a a matter of being more effective uh, uh, and being more influential with people, 
it's also so much more rewarding for all of the parties involved. But, but here's my question to you. Here's where I think the rub is. So you're in corporate America, and you want to behave this way. You want to be heart-to-heart. But there's somewhere inside of you that's afraid. If I'm too vulnerable, and I'm too heart-to-heart, and I tell you something, you may hurt me. It may get out in the company. I'm too vulnerable. So address that, Michael. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because, yeah, there's, there's a whole section in the book about revisiting the V word. You know, people... The word vulnerable has become very uh, popular, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, I love what uh, Brene Brown has written, and I think, in essence, uh, she's uh, on very helpful. But vulnerable is probably not the best word. You know, the, the, it comes from the root vulnerare, which mm. means to wound. Mm. And, and synonyms for vulnerable include sucker and sitting duck. <laughs> oh, oh. So, so I never tell anybody to, to, to be vulnerable because I don't want my clients to be suckers and sitting ducks. Right. Uh, instead, uh, I suggest some other words uh, like open, accessible, and receptive. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you don't lose anything by being open, accessible, and receptive, by asking questions, by being more empathic, by attempting to understand what other people's needs are. I mean, people don't seem to, to remember that what leadership is really all about, whether at home or at work, is being skilled at meeting other people's needs. And a senior leader needs to be really skilled at meeting the needs of lots of different constituencies. Uh, this is, makes a family work. This is what makes a business work. This is what makes any system or organization work well. Uh, so, you know, as we said, these skills are more important now than ever because we have all too many examples of people in senior positions who are not acting in this way, and the result is not not positive. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, you, what you're saying is that you don't you don't have to bear your soul, is what you're saying. You don't have to put yourself in a position where somebody really can hurt you, but you can still be open and receptive. That's what I think you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like one of my one of my uh, uh, supervisors, this uh, senior uh, project manager. Uh, he's a supervisor of construction sites in New York City. Uh, you know, a very down to earth business. And we were in the class. We we're, were dealing with the art of connection. And he says, "Won't my people think I'm weak if I ask for their ideas?" Uh, mm. And it was, this is like this is a real example of what we're talking about when people talk about openness or accessibility yeah. or vulnerability. And so I, I facilitated a dialogue, and the younger people in the class said to him, "Look, you know, we really respect you. You've been here longer than we have, and you have way more technical knowledge than us. But when you ask for our ideas, we think, wow, how great that he cares what we think, mm. and it actually motivates us to be more mm-hmm. focused and." And, you know, in the end, we're going to follow what you suggest because we respect your experience, but we actually respect you a lot more uh, when you ask for our ideas and it motivates us to contribute more. Uh, so, you know, and 30 or 40 years ago, maybe that was true. There was a you know, macho, top-down, hierarchical workplace where if you asked for help, uh, uh, it, people would have judged you negatively. But the world has changed. And yes, it has. Yeah. And the yeah. best people, the best younger people, have no tolerance to work in an environment where they're not respected, where they're True. not. Right. right, where it's autocratic and the person tells them what to do. It's true. 
Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are talking more to Michael Gelb about his brand new book, The Art of Connection. And he's been a pioneer in the fields of creative thinking, accelerated learning, and innovative leadership for many, many years. He's co-author of Brain Power and author of the best-selling book, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. His website is michaelgelba.com. When we come back, we're going to talk more about relationships in the workplace and what the art of connection really is. You're listening to The Peter Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you're considering adoption, there are a lot of questions that you may have which need to be answered by families that have adopted, by the adoptees themselves, and by professionals. Tune in to Adoption Unscripted with your host, Micah Johnson. We bring you many of the answers you're looking for. There are so many resources and advocates in the field of adoption. It's a life-changing experience across the board. We hope you'll tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hey everyone we are back with michael gelb who's the author of the brand new book the Art of Connection. Michael Gelb has been a pioneer in the field of creative thinking and accelerated learning and innovative leadership for decades. He is really an icon in the world of creativity. He's the book, he's the author of the best-selling book, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, among many other bestsellers, and he's the co-author of Brain Power. And so we're talking about the new book, The Art of Connection. Welcome back, Michael. All Thank right, you. let's talk about your seven skills that are in your book that are really cool. So we've got a few minutes. <laughs> Embrace humility. That's the first one. Correct, yes. And that's the reason it comes first is that if you don't have humility, you're not going to apply any of the other skills. <laughs> yeah. Because humility, 
uh, leads to curiosity, and curiosity leads to openness and accessibility. And it's just simple. There's, there's a number of exercises right at the beginning of the book that help people realize just how challenging the art of connection and communication really is. And if you have a sense of how challenging it is, then you'll be a little more humble and you'll be a little more curious and you'll be less likely to fall into some of the most common communication mistakes that people make. Yeah. You know what else I find, too? The more I listen and the less I have to share, you know, my expert opinion, but the more I really listen for information, it's amazing what happens. People really start to open even more. There is a more receptivity. (laughs) You know, it's It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't always do that. All right. Next one is be a glow worm. What does that mean? Yeah, this is this is based on a quote from Winston Churchill, who said, we are all worms, but I do believe that I am a glowworm. <laughs> and, and that's a, a fun way to refer to what we've learned from contemporary neuroscience, that emotions are contagious, mm-hmm. for better no or for worse. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so if that's so, and it is so, uh, then the big question is, what do you want to catch and what do you want to spread? Yeah. So... Yeah, that chapter goes into depth on, okay, how do you catch inspiration and courage and mm-hmm. happiness, and how do you spread that, and how do you avoid the opposite? Yeah, yeah. and that's the magnetic quality, too, right? You know, the mag- kind of the magnet, the magnetism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Achieve the three liberations. Explain right. that. So really simply, yeah, these are, these, are, these are simple, but you can spend your whole life uh, uh, working on these uh, the ability to be free from looking at everything from the perspective of your own opinion. <laughs> so to free yourself from like and dislike and to learn to observe things as they are rather than as you might like them to be. To free yourself from the tendency we all have to take everything personally. And then to free yourself from the compulsion to whine and blame and complain all the time. So, so those are the three liberations. They're really mm-hmm. simple, but uh, it takes, it takes uh, uh, really, a, it's a never-ending quest I think, yeah. for all of us to, yeah. to free ourselves from those habits that, that limit our ability to connect with ourselves and with others in a profound and genuine mm-hmm. and enriching way. Yeah, true. Very good. Transcend fixations. That means so, bad habits? Yep. Well, what it means, so fixations refers to the automatic, unconscious personality styles that we all have. So mm-hmm. if maybe people know their Myers-Briggs uh, type or their Enneagram type or they've taken any one of these kinds of personality Test. Right. All of us have various tendencies and proclivities. I call them fixations. And it's good to know what yours are, and it's good to know what those of the people around you are. It helps you understand others, and it helps you understand yourself. And then what's really critical is to learn to move beyond that habitual programming so that you have genuine inner freedom and you are less reactive and have more options and more possibilities and you're much more skilled at working with people who have different types 
than your time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Balance energy exchange. Talking about <clears throat> balancing energy in relationships. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Well, this is, you know, this is, this is every relationship is an exchange of energy. And the best, healthiest mm-hmm. relationships at home and at work are relationships where everybody feels an abundance of positive energy. Everyone yeah. feels supported by everyone else. That's heaven. And hell is where everybody feels that they have to take more and they're not getting enough and nobody appreciates them and so on. So how do you, how do you get out of hell, uh, uh, speed through purgatory, and get to heaven? Uh, that's what that chapter is all about. <laughs> yeah, which is, <clears throat> which is really important. But I think it ties into the next one, which is be a rare listener, which we talked about before. Really improve your listening skills. Yes. Yes, and you see, listening is like driving. Everybody thinks they're much better than average, but it can't be true. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I try to take the, my readers uh, really deep here because there's so much stuff on listening, and yet people aren't, don't seem to be getting any better at it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> the, that's true. The, yeah. right? Well, I think part of that, too, Michael, is understanding what our triggers are. Because somebody will say something to you and it'll trigger you and then it just, it's all over after that, you know? You're in another world and you're not listening anymore. Yeah, well, this is the thing. This is, this is what we were discussing earlier. So this, this skill is becoming rare and we, we aim to guide people to have a practical, actionable way to, to genuinely deepen their their skill right. as a listener. And believe me, people in your life will, will notice it and they'll be really happy that you read this book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the last one on here is turn friction into momentum. All right, how do you do that when you're in conflict with someone? Yeah, well, the, you know, I think the most, there's a lot of points in this book. It's a passion of mine. You can see why this is the seventh skill because you have to practice the first six to have mm-hmm. any hope of being able to do the seventh. Because mm-hmm. uh, once, once there's conflict, all your fixations, all your habits uh, start to, uh, to jump up and uh, scream at you. So you need a, a practice, a discipline uh, to work on on a daily basis if you want to be able to be free from all those tendencies in the face of conflict. But one of the simplest things one of the points in the beginning of that chapter that I think can help people the most is to make sure that we all distinguish between a contest and a conflict. Mm. So the contest, you know, I'm watching the playoffs and uh, uh, hoping the Yankees do better in their game tonight. Uh, but, you know, part of what makes the playoffs interesting is we keep score. And mm-hmm. in a contest, there's a winner and a loser. But in a conflict, especially a conflict with your family or your team at work, uh, thinking about it in terms of win and lose is just not useful. It's not helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a contest is, is, is we're trying to get more points. We're trying to win. We're mm-hmm. trying to score more runs or uh, whatever the means of keeping score. In a conflict, what we're trying to do is think creatively to meet the needs of the various stakeholders engaged in the conflict. And that's what leaders do, uh, again, at home or at work, and it requires, you can see, here's the integration of the creative thinking skills yeah. with the yeah. self-management skills and the empathy skills we need yeah. in order to be creative in the face of real conflict. What do you think is the most challenging of all of these, Michael? 
uh, of, of all of the, the, the skills? The skills, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say that probably the, the, the most uh, important and challenging one is the ability to not take things personally. And which one is that uh, one? Fixations? That's, it's one of the three liberations, yeah. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you know, here's the thing: is it, it, it requires it requires an, an evolved consciousness to yeah. learn to be free from taking things personally, uh, yeah. and and but once you once you and it doesn't mean you'll magically be free from that for the rest of your life. I, I know I'm not, but I'm mm-hmm. working on it on a daily basis, and as as we shift out of this ego-based way of looking at all our relationships, it's amazing how much energy and creativity is liberated and how people respond to you in a different, more positive uh, way. And, and life just works better. So this, this is fulfillment and happiness as well as effectiveness. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and it really, I have noticed in, in following these, or found, trying to follow some of these, that my life has changed. It's more peaceful. I have more wonderful people in it. I have less conflict. I have less drama. I mean, it may not be as, you know, crazy exciting, but I can do without that because it just gives me angst. <laughs> you know, well, so I've, I've really enough. seen a difference. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Well, that's, you know, my goal is really give people... Uh, give people the core, fundamental, lifetime skills yeah. that we all want. Because every here's the thing: everybody really yearns to have a sense of connectedness, a sense well, of no mutual question. empathy, uh, of, of that heavenly quality. More Fine. today than probably ever before. We need connectedness. Very much so. All right, Michael. Closing thoughts. How? What would you like to leave our listeners with on your brand new book? The Art of Connection, Seven Relationship Building Skills Every Leader Needs Now. Well, the main, th- main thing is that the art of connection is an art. So in the book, I present a lot of the science that backs this up, but you have to actually practice it and develop it for yourself. And my goal is to give people the practical tools and skills to make that possible. Wonderful. How can people find your book? And your work. Uh, best way is just uh, go to my website, michaelgelb.com. That's G-E-L-B, michaelgelb.com. Or they can go straight to The Art of Connection at their local bookstore or on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. All right. Michael, thanks so much for being on the program. It's always such a pleasure and a joy. Thank you. All right, stay on the line for a minute. All right, again, my guest has been Michael Gelb. He's the author of the brand new book, The Art of Connection, Seven Relationship Building Skills Every Leader Needs Now. He's the author of the best-selling book, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, many other several best-selling books, and he's really been a pioneer and an icon in the world of creativity and leadership for many, many years. Check out his website, michaelgelb.com. All right, folks, that wraps up our first interview. Our next one's coming right up here on voiceamerica.com America's Voice I'm Patricia Raskin Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel Have an outstanding week